if you're a Zen monk, there's mindfulness in every step you take while you're walking. There's mindfulness in every chew you chew while you're eating. And we all have the opportunity to be mindful when we are speaking by choosing our words intentionally. So if you ask yourself, what is the best way for me to say this? What is the most positive way for me to say this? What is the most effective way for me to say this? You'll find there are better ways to say certain things. This is Getting to Yes, the podcast with leaders from all walks of life, exploring their successes, mistakes, and lessons learned in influence and persuasion. Getting others to say yes, and then taking an insight or two to help them achieve even greater things. Have you noticed that the entrepreneurs who have the biggest impact in their field are all public speakers? Public speaking, using the power of words to influence people's thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors is one of the most critical skills in life and in business. So I'm delighted to introduce my dear friend, Majid Mogaraban, world-traveling father and professional speaker. Majid is the founder of the Expert Speaker Institute, the premier resource for experts to grow their business with public speaking, and is the highest rated instructor in the world at Learning Tree International. He is a two-time international best-selling author, TEDx speaker, and he has spoken a number of times at the United Nations. Majid and I met several years ago at a conference that he was emceeing, and since then we've become good friends working with some of the same clients. So Majid, welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Uli. Thanks for having me. Cool, cool, cool. You launched the course Magic Words last year, and I feel we have to start there. What makes some words more magical than others? So let me start with the word abracadabra. This is a, a Hebrew word that is said to mean, I speak and I create. And I like that word. And as a kid, being a, a, a magician with the card tricks, we say abracadabra. But we speak and create our reality every day. You know, if I say I'm the luckiest man, that's my reality. Or if I say, ah, crap, it's just my luck. Like, I'm bad luck. That's my reality, too. Two people can have the same exact experience. You can look outside and it's pouring rain. And someone says, ah, crap, it's crappy weather. And the other one says, I can't wait to run outside and splash in the puddles. You think of this as attitude, but our attitude is expressed through our words. So if we start to train ourselves to use words intentionally to make ourselves have a more uh, positive attitude, one of my favorite examples of this is I never or I try to never say the phrase, I have to. It makes me feel like I, it's not my control. Like if I say I have to pick up my kids from school at three o'clock, it feels like I'm uh, a slave to that deadline. But if I replace the words I have to with I get to, and I just say I get to pick up my kids from school at three o'clock, all of a sudden I am reminded how lucky I am. So the course Magic Words uh, is a series of short videos you can find on TikTok. My handle on TikTok is expert speaker. And it's right now we're at about a hundred different episodes and they're all about 30 seconds long and they're simple phrases. Like instead of saying, I hope, say, I trust. 
Instead of saying, I hope I see you again, I trust I will see you again. I hope you're having a great day. I trust you're having a great day. What's the difference between hope and trust? Hope is uncertain. Trust is certain. I try to not use the word goal. I don't say it's it's my goal to have a great podcast with Uli today because that implies I'm trying and it might not happen. I say my commitment is to have a great podcast with Uli. So these little subtle changes. Now, the advice I give to um, executives, entrepreneurs is to be intentional with the words because they create your own reality and they create the reality for the people you're communicating to. So it's important to be mindful. In fact, think of it like a mindfulness practice. If you're a Zen monk, there's mindfulness in every step you take while you're walking. There's mindfulness in every chew you chew while you're eating. And we all have the opportunity to be mindful when we are speaking by choosing our words intentionally. So if you ask yourself, what is the best way for me to say this? What is the most positive way for me to say this? What is the most effective way for me to say this? You'll find there are better ways to say certain things. Yeah. Obviously, I've been binge watching much of your TikTok videos over the past few months. So I've been constantly reminded, oh yeah, I've been saying this all along. And then ultimately, the intended effect is that you activate your reticular activating system. And now every time I get to almost say, I hope, no, 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 I trust and move on there. Or other phrases that we use all the time that I'm now really super sensitive when people say the word incredible, this is incredible. What you're saying is it's not credible. I'm saying, no, you don't want to say it's not credible. How do you rephrase it? That it's it's awesome, amazing. Use a different word. It's even that accepted word that everyone says it's incredible or I can't wait to see you. Yeah, everyone says it, but you don't actually mean that what you're saying. You're doing a great job teaching me and everyone else out there to make these little tweaks that little by little make you more influential. And I would also say appear more confident, right? Ultimately, it's the audience's perception, how you speak, that influences their perception of who you are as a person, as an entrepreneur. Ultimately, that plays into how people perceive your product, services, your brand, etc. Moving on from magic words to sort of what I see as the next bigger vehicle, stories. Why are stories so important in order to expand from just the magic of little words to bigger concepts that have the intended impact. Yeah. It's my understanding, Uli, that our mind thinks in stories and our mind thinks in pictures. And one of the theories how that came to be through evolution, evolutionary theory is that hunter-gatherer cavemen would go out and they would come back to the tribe and explain where the food was found and where the herds were moving. And they would explain it's like, hey, guys, listen, pay attention. There's a big river down that way. And when you follow the river, you're going to see a big tree. When you get to that tree, turn left. And if you follow that visually, you're going to get where you want to go. And if you can't see it or if you can't remember it, you can't understand it. So we can be so vivid with stories that our bodies will actually have a physical sensation. And I demonstrated this in my TEDx talk. I give a TEDx talk called How Leaders Tell Stories, and I give a demonstration where I have people imagine biting into a slice of lemon. 
And I describe it very vividly. It's juicy. It's bright yellow. It's You smell it. You taste it. And when people are listening to it, they'll start to salivate. And this is evidence that a body can have a physical reaction to a story. Your mouth actually salivates. Um, and of course, you will experience this like in a movie theater where you're being visually bombarded uh, with sound and imagery, and you can have very physical sensations. But you can also create a lot of those sensations with imagination. So sales and leadership are one in the same in many ways. And my mentor taught me that your greatest sales tool is your customer's imagination. And I'll say the same thing about leadership. Your greatest leadership tool is your followers' imagination. And you can direct their imagination through stories. Yeah, super powerful. From a neurobiological perspective, I believe it's 58% of the brain's processing power is dedicated to processing visual information. So when you actually elicit stories that create vivid imagery, even though it's all virtual and you're not actually there, the brain has much more firepower to process this and, you know, can make much more sense of it because you're not just listening verbatim to the words, but you're using all these other senses to make sense of this. For me as a marketer, I always am reminded that infographics and visual representations are kind of the equivalent of verbal stories that it allows people to make sense of concept. This concept of write a story on a napkin, if it fits there, you have it simple enough that people can actually understand it and, and see it. Awesome. I'm interested in hearing what do you believe are the most important stories in a business context? If somebody is an entrepreneur and they're thinking about their personal brand, what are the core set of stories that you as a coach and speaker believe people should have in their arsenal? Sure. I'm going to give you three types of stories and I'm going to give you two storytelling tips. First, the two storytelling tips. But before I give you the two tips, I want to tell you that I just created an open loop. So an open loop is I'm going to give you those three types of stories, but we're going to come back to that. That's got you hooked. You want those three. Now let me give you the two tips. Two tips are tell it in the present tense and use dialogue. So instead of saying, um, I remember when I went to the grocery store and I was walking through the produce section, you say, I'll never forget the day. I'm standing in the produce section of the Loblaws grocery store. I remember clearly the lemons were on sale. I'm standing there. I'm looking at this pile of lemons and I'm right there and I'm, you're right in that moment. You're not remembering it. You're reliving it. That helps people see it. The second thing is instead of saying, uh, describing what the dialogue was, say it out loud. So instead of saying a woman with her shopping cart turned to me and started started asking me about the lemons, you say this lady with this tall lady wearing a blue dress and with red hair turned to me and she said, hey, what do you think of these lemons? Are you going to buy them? And we're right in the scene, right? So reenact it, relive it and reenact it. So. That leads me to the three types of stories. The three types of stories. The first one is your journey. 
That's story type number one, your journey. And your journey can simply be described as from A to B. So Uli, you're you're from uh, engineer rocket scientist to marketing mastermind. I forget your your oh, origin is something like rocket scientist, right? Um, so that's that kind of tells your story, or or um, from new immigrant from Germany. To native New Jersey man, <laughs> right? Um, so as it pertains to uh, demonstrating expertise, your journey story is how you overcame a challenge that then made you an expert. So for me, I've made millions of dollars in the public speaking business. And the first time I got paid, it was a $25 gift certificate to Starbucks. One time I got paid with a pen. Okay. So I'm from broke, broke professional speaker, barely making minimum wage to making hundreds of thousands of dollars per speech, traveling the world as a wealthy professional speaker. That's the journey. So to make that an engaging story, you would go back to a moment that represents the origin, the humble beginnings, and compare that to a moment that represents the um, point B, right? So for me, as the professional speaker broke no money, uh, the moment that represents that, I'll tell the story, I'll say, I'll never forget the day. I'm at a retirement home. And I was asked to give a talk on conflict management, and there were three people in attendance. And these are senior citizens. One of them fell asleep in the middle of my talk. At the end, there was no standing ovation. One of them was in a wheelchair. I barely made it through the presentation. And at the end, the guy awkwardly said thank you and handed me a Starbucks gift card. And I thought, I just got paid for giving a speech. And by the way, that little piece of dialogue, that was my internal thought. That is a, an important moment for anybody who's on the journey that wants to get paid to speak. They're perhaps imagining themselves. How are they going to feel when they get paid? Will it be a Starbucks gift card? Or will it be a Best Buy gift card? Or will it be a shiny $50 bill? So that's my origin story, the humble beginnings. Then compare that to... I'll never forget the day. I'm at the Novotel Hotel in Toronto, standing on stage for 200 functional medicine doctors, cracking jokes, making them cry. And then at the end, I made an offer. Everyone pulls out their phone to book a call with me. And that day, I generated $250,000 worth of sales from those leads. It changed my life. I was able yeah, powerful. to very powerful, right? So humble beginnings to uh, overcoming the obstacle. That's the origin story or that's the journey story. And I call this pain Island and pleasure Island. Pain Island is where you started. For me, the pain was being broke. 
Pleasure Island was where you figured out how to get to. For me, it was making lots of money. So that's story number one, your journey story. So anybody who has a service they offer, they need to show that they can relate to the humble beginnings and that they've overcome the obstacle to get to their Pleasure Island. Now, the two more story types. One is called success story, and one is called cautionary tale. Success story is how you help the client go from their struggle to their success with your service. And when your prospect hears this story, they go, wow, that's what I want for me. The cautionary tale is a story of someone who has the problem that your company solves, and it gets worse, and they don't get help, and it's really bad. So, for example, if you're a healthcare practitioner, and you're working with people who are burnt out, stressed out, and overweight, imagine the story that happens to someone who's burnt out, stressed out, overweight, and they don't get help. Things get worse. They lose their job. Their wife leaves them. They have to get some expensive surgery. They die too young and they never got to see their grandkids walk down the aisle at their wedding. You hear that story and it's designed to make your prospective client think, geez, I don't want that. I better get some help. So now we have your journey story. We have the success story and we have the cautionary tale. Those are the three types. And to recap the two tips, tell the story in the present tense and use dialogue. How do you layer these three stories in the context of a signature talk? Are all three stories layered in there? Or if we're going on social media, is it through video clips? Is it all of the above? How do you find where are certain types of stories easier told or leveraged in certain circumstances or vehicles? So the detailed answer can be found written line by line in my book that I'm going to give you for free right now. It's called expertspeakerbook.com. You can get the PDF for free right now, expertspeakerbook.com. The full title is Expert Speaker, Five Steps to Grow Your Business with Public Speaking. And I detail out exactly section by section in what I call a signature speech. And you can deliver this in five or 10 minutes. It doesn't need to be an hour long. Um, so when you're, when you're explaining who you are in a single sentence, I'm Majid, I went from broke motivational speaker to making seven figures and traveling the world with my public speaking business. That's, that's your journey story in a single sentence. You can then expand on it with what I call your proprietary process. Your proprietary process is how you do this. And in my case, there's five steps to my method. Those steps are called audience, offer, speech, stages, and monetize. And I brand this as the expert speaker method. So when I'm teaching, whether that's in a YouTube video or in a TikTok, I will either teach very quickly, because TikTok is like 60 seconds, maybe less, or I'll make it into five videos. And I'll say, hey, these are the five steps of the expert speaker method. Step number one is called audience. And then subscribe and follow for more. I'll give you step number two in another video. So depending on, like if it's short form, like Instagram Reels or TikTok, you're doing maybe one step at a time. Or if it's longer form like YouTube, you say, hey, in this video, I'm going to teach you the five steps of the expert speaker method. Those five steps are one, two, three, four, five. Let's go into each one. Then talk about step one. Then talk about step two. Then talk about three, then four, then five. And then recap. So those are the five steps. One, two, three, four, five. Subscribe for more.
Now, the cautionary tale in a short form video, in the signature speech, it goes your story, then proprietary method, then success story, then cautionary tale, then call to action and close. Call to action is, hey, if you like that and you want more, subscribe. Or a call to action could be like, if you want to work with me, book a call with me now, go to this website. In a short form video, if you want to say a success story, you say, hey, here's an example of someone making lots of money with public speaking. That's how I would hook people with mine. Or if you're a health practitioner, you say, hey, here's an example of someone who lost 30 pounds by making one simple change. Then you start with the story. So that's how you do the success story. And the cautionary tale could start with, um, here's a mistake to avoid in the public speaking business. Or here's a mistake to avoid if you're trying to lose weight. I'll share a story with you. Yeah, super, super powerful. I have several copies of Majid books on my shelf, so I can attest this is very condensed, very practical advice. And definitely be sure to download the PDF, buy the book, put it in the show notes so that you have easy access to it. And I also suggest hook up with Majid's TikTok Follow him there because those nuggets of magic words are truly priceless. They will make you such a more confident, influential person. And again, we're doing this all the time, whether you're dealing with your kids, your spouse, your boss, your employer, your colleagues, you're always trying to become more influential and get other people to do what's in their own best interests. If you're looking to become a better public speaker, if you're looking to become more influential and powerful with your words, I highly recommend you connect with Majid and check out what he has to offer. And Majid, thanks so much for being on the show. Always have a great time hearing about your latest exploits and your wisdoms from working with integrative and functional medicine professionals as well as many uh, celebrities and CEOs. So thanks for being on the show. It's a pleasure as always, Uli. Thank you. I trust this episode was inspiring and that you'll join me for a new episode each and every week. And if you enjoyed this episode, hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you are listening. And feel free to share it with colleagues and friends. I'm your host, Uli Iselo. See you next week. Music